for the reading of God's holy word. I know some of you are reclining. Some of you are sitting down. in your easy chair but uh, if you want to honor God's word with us please stand with us as we show respect for the word of God as I continue to preach in your hearing Is that the, right here, is that the little one that you're using? The very little one? Huh? The other one does not work that well? Huh? As I continue to preach in your hearing, the series, The Grace of God, and the second coming of Jesus Christ should produce change, changed behavior in your life as a Christian. The grace of God and the second coming, the hope, the, the blessed hope, of Jesus Christ should produce changed behavior in your life as a Christian. Part 5, Second Coming Chapel, Sermon number 320. And I write and write from uh, the top. I want to disabuse you of the thought that you can call yourself a Christian, a disciple of Christ, and stay in sin, and love sin, and don't feel guilty about sin. That is impossible. Now, you have not heard that much uh, from where you're from, but that's the truth. And. Uh, we read an article uh, today by Prophetess Ann Graham Lotz, and I want my technician in a few minutes to pull that up. And I want to point out something that she said when she started to break down three reasons why you can save your marriage when the love has gone away. And it's apropos to uh, the situation in the church today for everybody. She's going to uh, deal with and she deals with how that basically what I'm saying right here, the grace of God and the blessed hope of the second coming of Jesus Christ should produce 
changed behavior in your life as a Christian. The love went away in their marriage. She was married to a man named Danny Lotz. And, um, and by the way, the love is, is going to go away in all marriage, the kind of love she's talking about. The butterflies in your stomach and always thinking about somebody and, you know, that person you can sit on the bed and hold the phone and don't say anything and consider that conversation. Oh, that's going away once you get married. I know you don't believe that, but it will. That's why you get divorces and you don't understand what she's saying. Because you're not born again. You're not saved. And she's going to point that out to you uh, here in a few minutes. But right now, let's read Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 14. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. And we're going to primarily focus on verse 1 today as we're breaking it down week by week. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity, and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name, of the Lord Jesus Christ at this hour and Holy Father God we praise you and we thank you for great meetings each day and night this past week that you have given to us and I thank you for teaching me that you're the one who gives great services and great meetings that impact the lives of people and if someone gets saved, you're the one who does it by your grace and by the power of your Holy Spirit. Hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. We praise you together tonight for uh, your mercy, your love, and your grace. Your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word. And for all of the millions and many, <coughs> and manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us. Down through the years, I praise you and thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. Our family and millions of other families. We pause once again, Lord, and praise you and we thank you 
uh, for these blessings. But we also uh, pray, Lord, for the families that are hurting uh, very much so in Uvalde, Texas. Comfort them as only you can. And uh, Lord, we know that there are many people who are poo-pooing on praying in situations like this. Uh, and we understand what they're saying, how that more needs to be done and more needs to be done. But the best thing we can do is pray. Uh, nobody asks for this situation. Only uh, you, uh, uh, you know all about it. And the devil is behind it. And uh, so uh, we're mere humans and all we can do is pray to you. Uh, uh, to deal with the situation as it is. And you know all of the ins and outs and reasons why. And you know who's responsible. Uh, Lord, we don't know all of the ins and outs and reasons why. And, and because we're not you. And so, Lord, the best thing that we all can do is pray to you and, uh, and pray for these people to get some comfort from you during this difficult time because we have no words. We have no comfort. We need comforting ourselves, and we can only get it from you. For nobody suffered like your son, Jesus Christ. Nobody. And we are happy to know that those beautiful, cute, angelic, smart, bright children are in your arms right now. They, they know that they're in the better place, and you know that they're in the better place. And so, Holy Father God, we individually confess our sins, our failures, and our faults unto you. As believers in Christ, and for Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our sins, our faults, and our failures. And wash and cleanse our hearts and minds, souls, spirits, and consciences in the precious blood of Christ, and make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow on the inside. And Holy Father God, I pray, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would for those of us who are saved crush and crucify Lord our flesh and the old man within us all and fill us all afresh and anew with the fullness and the power the unction and the anointing the fruit and the liberty Lord of your Holy Spirit and Holy Father God, I do pray for the salvation of my own wife, Marika White, who is with me right here tonight, helping in the ministry, and other people in our family. For Lord, as uh, many will see uh, from this message, uh, that salvation brings about, maybe after a while, longer than others, fruit 
brings about changed behavior. Lord, I cannot explain it like you. Uh, we shall know them by their fruits. You said, if you love me, keep my commandments. You made it very clear that people who get saved, it's not that they try to be holy, they, they, they desire to be holy because of you living on the inside of them. And uh, so you're the one who makes the change, Jesus living on the inside of us. And so I have not seen uh, the fruit uh, that uh, should have been in my wife's life over the past 34 years, yet I remain with her and uh, uh, have tried to lead her to you. You have this year only given me the liberty to uh, actually pray about it in public, as I've prayed about it ever since before my oldest daughter, Danny, was born. And uh, we may have other people in our family who are religious but lost, work hard in the church but not saved, been slipped to Mickey. I believe that's the case for Hermoth and both of her sisters, I guess that's her sister, uh, both of my wife's aunts. I pray this for my own mother and my two sisters. I believe that they're religious but lost because they're living in sin and being disobedient to your holy word. Uh, and if that does not bother a Christian, there is something wrong somewhere. And there are others, Lord, in our family that uh, are religious but uh, may not be saved. But uh, bigger than that, Lord, I am convinced even before uh, you begin to speak to my heart regarding my own family, I'm convinced that there are thousands upon thousands in churches, Lord, uh, who are not saved. They're religious. They're church-going. They're pastors. They're preachers, pastors' wives. Obviously, from the report from the Southern Baptist Convention this past week and other reports and other things that have happened, uh, everybody singing about heaven ain't going. We have, and, and the problems that we have in the church come from people who have been deceived. They're tares. I call them terrorists, Lord, uh, among the wheat. And it seems like in most churches, the tares are more than the wheat nowadays. And so, Holy Father God, I know my sweet evangelical brethren and sweet Baptists and Methodists and independent Baptist brethren and evangelicals do not want me to pray like this and talk like this because we're supposed to be perfect and wonderful and right and great and dandy but the reports don't prove that out. Barna does not prove that out. Pew does not prove that out. Uh, and others. And so Holy Father God is not enough for us as Christians to gather together and ask for forgiveness of our sins. 
Lord, there are many among us who need to ask for salvation and ask to be saved and to call on the Lord, to call on you for salvation. Not only my wife and other family members. And uh, Holy Father God, I pray that one day my children will appreciate this. They need to know the reason why their mother did not want to hug them uh, is because she's not saved. The re they need to know that the reason why she did not want to say I love you is because I believe she's not saved. The reason why she did not want to remember their birthdays and have birthday parties for them and I had to make sure they had a birthday party is because uh, I believe she's not born again. And so, Holy Father God, I pray that you would open her blinded eyes and stop her deaf ears and truly save her soul and change her life permanently. And she will do right by your grace, by your energy, by your power. And she will be the woman, the wife, and the mother that you want her to be. She won't be perfect, for none of us are. And I pray for children in my family who are not saved and, uh, and others, grandchildren. Open blinded eyes and unstop deaf ears in churches all across the country and around the globe. We don't need more rules and regulations in the church based upon all of the crimes that have been committed. Lord, we need people to be born again and to be obedient to you. And so, Holy Father God, what a fitting message tonight after a tragic week. And Lord, as I spoke on last night, I pray tonight that Dr. Russell Moore, the public theologian of Christianity today, would expose the so-called gospel of inclusion of homosexuals and homosexual uh, couples to be members in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, which I believe he knows about and he knows who he needs to rebuke, and I pray that he's doing that this weekend. Because all of this has been exposed, I believe, Lord, because they persisted with this uh, demonic plot to uh, have homosexuals to become members of your church. Homosexuals are welcome to every church, but they cannot be members, just like people who are living in adultery can't be members, just like people who are living in fornication can't be members, people who are drunkards can't be members of the local church. They can come, but since the church is compromised even on those and have pastors who are divorced and remarried without grounds, then they have no power to say no to the homosexuals. But Lord, I do pray that you would touch his heart, prick his heart, and I pray that he would deal with that situation because if he doesn't, and if he doesn't sit Andy Stanley down and tell 
Ed Stetzer to back up and J.D. Greer to back up from Andy Stanley. Uh, it's going to be worse for the Southern Baptist Convention and Ichabod, I believe, will be written across the doors of Southern Baptists. For millions will flee. So, Lord, let your will be done. Thank you, Lord, for giving, uh, giving myself and others uh, discernment and insight and vision about what is taking place and and having warned the people, Lord, there's nothing else I can do. And so, Lord, let your will be done. Uh, Lord, I'm under great persecution and great satanic attack from family, friend, and foe. But, uh, Lord, I thank you for showing me in the Bible it comes with the territory. If they lied on you and scandalized your name and... and uh, you never did anything wrong. Lord, who am I to not take some of that uh, persecution and attack? And so, Holy Father God, I pray uh, this evening, uh, Lord, that you would indeed cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias, Pardon me, Lord. Out of the heart, mind, soul, and spirit of my wife, Marika White, uh, who uh, acted like a Christian last weekend, and uh, you intervened and did something in her heart, and I've never seen her uh, react that way, in a very good way, in a positive way. I pray, as I have told her since, just stay that way. Uh, if you have gotten saved here recently, then let me know. And, uh, and stay that way and be that way for the rest of your life, for your own good, and for the good of the family. And so, Lord, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, cast out the devil and the demons of hell. In the satanic, demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias, out of her life and out of the lives of other people in my family, out of the lives of my mother-in-law and her and, and my wife's aunts, my family members, even some people, Lord, family members, and people on the outside who would love to see my wife and I break up because they can't stand uh, how I have preached down through the years uh, that a man should be the head of his household and uh, the wife should submit and, uh, uh, and that's what's wrong with the family today it's not the American way but Lord it's your way and I'm uh, very and I thank you for preparing me for all of this uh, attack and rebuke and attack and uh, persecution and I pray that you would rebuke it continue to rebuke it and, and, and deal with the people who are trying to cause the problem 
And Lord, give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. Please rebuke and bind the devil <coughs> and the demons of hell. Lord, from our family and from all other Christian families and believers and churches that stand for you. We thank you, Lord, for your 7,000. We thank you, Lord, for your uh, faithful few. We thank you, Lord, for the remnant. We pray that they would stand strong and be faithful in these difficult days. And we pray, Lord, today uh, for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving around the world. And we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, help us to lift of your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and give you all of the glory. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Billy Graham said Christ's second coming reminds us that ultimately our hope is not in this world and its attempts to solve its problems. But in Christ's promise to establish his perfect rule over all the earth. Now, beloved, before I get into the message uh, a little bit more, uh, let me just share something that I just happened to see this morning from his daughter, Billy Graham's daughter. I'm not going to share with you the whole article, but I believe that every person who is considering getting married, every person who is married, I believe that th this will be, for those of you who love to read other books and other things besides the Bible, and do what God tells you to do, maybe you'll understand this. For she comes from the Bible in one of the most unique ways. And I, I, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I want my technician to get me down to those three points. And I'm basically going to share that with you. Now let me give you the background. Prophetess Anne Graham Lotz. And I believe that she has more of her father in her than all of the other children. She almost sounds like him. She has a unique voice like Billy Graham did. Now they're from the hills, you must understand. I mean, they're, they're, they're hillbillies. I, I, know, I know they don't want me to say that, but they're hillbillies. Hillbillies, pun not intended. Billy the hillbilly, I don't know. It just came to my mind. But... They, God gave them, I was in the airport coming back from his funeral, and I met one of the old saints who had been working with Billy Graham for many years, 
and, uh, and we were talking about Billy Graham and I said his voice was so unique kind of like Martin Luther King Jr.'s you know he said yes God gave him that voice that, that, that is not from his region it's not phony either not affected I think that's the way you say it and uh, uh, God used him mightily and, and God has used his daughter and grandma when she speaks you, you might want to listen to me as far as preaching ability she's right up there with um, Joyce Meyer gifted women of God no doubt is 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 not up for question called by God to do what they do and 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 both of these ladies do not push themselves forward they don't they don't have to God has pushed them forward and when they speak uh, you would do well to listen especially women but uh, men too in some cases uh, like this even though she's coming from a, a woman's perspective and Joyce Myers comes from a woman's perspective and let me just say this I'm not a woman I'm not going to come from a woman's perspective I'm not I don't have uh, the what some of these men say they have uh, my, the woman's side I don't have a woman's side see I know women want me to have a woman's side or the, they're trying to get me to be, have a woman. I, I, I can't do that. I got to do it from God's perspective and my perspective as a man. Yeah, and you got to deal with what you got to deal with. Anyway. Uh, and let me see if I can. Anyway, she was married to her husband. He was the son of a pastor. Did some missionary work himself. His first name was Danny, last name Lots. They got married, and uh, and uh, she was the son, uh, rather the daughter of the great Billy Graham. You would you would think it was a match made in heaven. Well, it wasn't. Well, it was, but it wasn't because she got very concerned about the marriage. Uh, to the point of waking up and realizing the love had gone away. Let me see the title of that and then come back. <clears throat> this is real talk. And, this, and see, this is what most married couples, most young uh uh, people who want to get married and people who are in marriage for a hot five years or six years or whatever they're not told this today pastors don't preach on this pastors don't tell the truth pastors wives don't tell the truth thank God somebody wrote a book recently titled uh, no more perfect marriages to heck with that no more perfect children either because we're not Everybody's pretending and look at what has taken place. Here, here's how she put it. And a memorable title it is because this is going to happen to you. That's why you need to read it if you plan on getting married. Her title was, I 
saved my marriage, how I saved my marriage after love ran out. Now, this is a message that God gave her. How I saved my marriage after love ran out. And your love going to run out too in your marriage. There's some who can go at it for, you know, much longer than others. That's good. Referring to 1 John 4, when she read, which she read at the time, and Grand, Graham Lotz says, God laid out three very basic principles about her love for her husband, Danny. She said, number one, love comes from God. Now, I'm bringing this up to you people because this is how a born-again saved person thinks. See? If you're lost and on your way to hell, you think, well, I'm, I'm out of here. That's what she was talking about. She was thinking about leaving, you know, getting out of it. I'm trapped. She said, I'm trapped in it. I can't share all of it with you. Go to bcnn1.com and read it for yourself. Love comes from God. That's how saved people think. There's no, you know, your love is meaningless, really. Your romantic uh, talk is, is meaningless, really, after a while. Those who are able to love others, watch this now, this is what she said. A woman said this. God has never given me this message. This message, some, there's some, some messages God gives to people on an individual basis and, and God uses them to bless others. Let me, let me repeat that part. Those who are able to love others, including their spouses. Notice how she said that. Because then we got a whole lot of folk who love everybody in the church except for their spouses and their own family members. Are those who have been born of God. In other words, these people are saved people when you can love others and love your spouse too. And stay with your spouse. See, see, this is why I don't give I, I, I don't give people two cents when they run out of the marriage and get divorced. Like Megan Good and what's his name? We we had to deal with him today. What's his name? Megan Good. What's his name right here? You don't have the yeah Devon Frank Devon Franklin. That's it. Is that it? Last name Franklin. Is that right? Devon Franklin. All that happy talk, all that acting, all that fake smiling and telling folks how much they love each other, looking all deeply in each other's eyes when we realize now they're looking past each other. All that is meaningless. She's getting down to where the rubber meets the road. If you're born again, you'll be able to love your spouse and others. See? This is, this is one of the reasons why I have emphasized salvation in the church, among church members, including my wife. 
those who are able to love others even when the love runs out are those who not only are born of God but they also know God what is she saying she's saying the same thing that I'm saying in this message from the word of God that people If you truly have salvation, it ought to change your mentality and change your behavior and put in your heart the love of God for others, including your spouse and your children. The grace of God and the blessed hope, second coming of Jesus Christ, should produce changed behavior in your life as a Christian. And in your life as a husband and a wife in the family. In your life as a teenager. And that's why all the, I wish I could read the whole thing to you. I don't have time. All, that's all she's saying. If you're born again, you can love your family members and love others. And if you're born again, not only are you saved, born again by God, but you know God. And that is a huge difference because see when you know God you're going to do right by God if you're born again if you understand what I'm saying she said in that passage she knew she had been given the key for changing my marriage for turning water into wine because she was saying that the water, the wine ran out. That was a problem. And when the wine runs out, that's a problem for, for many people. It has been that way for many years. And so the key was not to focus, she said, on my relationship with Danny, but to focus on my relationship with God. Go ahead and Graham locks. She concludes, Jesus makes change possible even when the love has run out. Oh, I know she's right about it. He invites you to taste and enjoy the new wine as you thank God from your heart for giving you Jesus. Go ahead. And Graham Lotz. We thank God for you, prophetess. Because you said it. You said it. I mean, you, you were born to say that. You could have gone on to heaven after you said that right there. Because see, people don't understand this. When you get saved, oh yes, we may sin and fall and fail, and, but we get back up again. Isn't that what the songwriter, the tall, lanky uh, songwriter said? And singer? I forget his name too. 
We may fall, but we get back up. Christians get back up. They may mess up, they will get back up. They're not going to stay in it. No, no, no. Uh, let me help you. Let me help you. You're not going to be a pastor with 44 women accusing you of sexual assault. Huh? No, no. No, you're not born again, man. You're not saved. You deceived people to make them think you're saved. No, no. Uh, David was one, Bathsheba, and he learned his lesson. There was no more uh, scenes like that in the Bible with David. Huh? No 44. Something is wrong somewhere. You, you people are not born again. You're in the church. You can, you, you can communicate. You can preach. But you're not saved. Now, but now, I, I mean, based upon your fruit, that's what I'm going by. Based, maybe I should say, based upon your fruit, you're not born again. You're not saved. And you need to be saved. You're in the church. You're, you're a terrorist. Blind leading the blind. And in this passage, God is saying, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. If you, this past week, I told all denominations to go to Dr. Tony Evans. He does not need your money, but you still need to pay him and consult with him before you make a public decision because you people do not. Obviously, you don't know what you're doing. And you can take him better than you can take me. And listen to what he tells you as he's been trying to tell you that for five decades. And do what he tells you to do. Going forward. Now, I don't know Tony Evans personally. He does not know me personally. He did not know me when God touched his heart to tell his wife to write a check to me. Checks to me down through the years to help me in my ministry and, and the truth of the matter is we do not even want to meet each other because sometimes God will do something and, and you, you can mess it up by meeting <laughs> God told you to, to help somebody in their ministry without meeting you might want to keep it that way we may not even like each other we come from different camps we, we, we love each other but he, we, we may not even like each other it's okay. All I know is God touched his heart for him to create ways to support our ministry. And thank God, and he didn't know whether I was going to pay off or not. Thank God he did. I don't need to meet him to know that he's going to do right by God. See, that's the whole thing that, 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 that Ann Graham Loss is talking about. If you're saved and born again and you know God, I'm not worried about you. <laughs> oh, you're going to do the right thing. You might slip and fall and make a mistake or whatever, and, but you're going to get back up again, and you're going to repent of that. And God has a way of helping you to get it straight. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. I have no, no. There, are people, there are people that I don't worry about, but I believe they're saved and they're born again, and they know not only are they saved like Ruth, I mean, uh, Anne Graham Law said, but they know God. They know God. I'm not worried. I can I can I can recommend them highly. Just do what they tell you to do. 
I don't need to meet them. I, God's already confirmed that in my heart. And it has nothing to do with what God touched his heart to do for me. <clears throat> God touched my heart to say that. Because I'm trying to get out of the country. And I need your help. Because the devil is attacking hard. I'm locked. And I, 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 in, in this case, and I got, I got to go. Before God destroys the mess that's going on over here. Anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, dear friend? Are you born again? I, I, you say, well, preach, I thought you were going to really get down and preach. Uh, I haven't even touched the message. I have, I have four points to preach. I, ha I haven't even touched that. But I'm going to touch this. If you were to die today, where would you go? Heaven or hell? Have you been born again? Do you know God as your Savior? Do you know Jesus Christ as your Savior? And therefore, you know God. If not, you need to be saved. First, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's law. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have failed God. We all have sinned against God. By lying, by stealing, by lusting, by coveting, by disobedience to parents, dishonoring of parents, dishonoring of God. By taking his name in vain. Are you guilty of any of these things? Then you're on your way to a devil's hell. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty for sin. The Bible states in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. We are all going to die. And the reason why we die is because of our sin, our disobedience, our rebelliousness against God and God wants you to know that if you if he rather allows you to die from this ball called earth he will allow you to go to hell if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and repent of your sins See, you instinctively know that once you believe in Jesus Christ, you must repent of your sin. You must turn away from your old life. This is why you say, wait, wait, I, I hear what you're saying. One day I'm going to do it, but not right now. Let me get my life straightened out. First of all, you cannot straighten out your life 
Only Jesus can. So don't believe that lie of the devil. And to those of you who are religious, church going, helping in the ministry, but you know you're not saved, humble yourself down and get saved. Let Jesus Christ save your soul and change your life. Third, accept the fact that you are on the road to hell, Jesus Christ said in Mark chapter 9, verses 43 through 48, And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched, where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter hall into life than having two feet to be cast into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. <clears throat> hell is bad, bad news. But I have some good news for you tonight if you want to receive it. Jesus Christ said the most important words ever said in the history of the world when he said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Yes, it is simple to get saved. Yes, it is easy to get saved. It is not hard. There are some pastors who want to try to make it hard and difficult. It is not. Why would God make it hard for such wicked and evil and ignorant people as we are? He made it simple. He made it easy. All you have to do is believe in your heart. All you have to do is what Jesus Christ said. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him. Whosoever means anybody at any time. Red, yellow, black or white. We're all precious in God's sight. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And thou and you shall be saved. You don't have to join a church to be saved or to get saved. You don't have to sing in the choir. You don't have to give any money to the church. You don't even have to get baptized to get saved. That is proven throughout the Bible. All you have to do is believe in your heart that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose from the dead. For Romans 10, 9, and 13 says it very clearly. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven.
So believe in your heart tonight if you want to be saved. This may be your last night on earth. That has been proven over the past several weeks. You can go to a grocery store and come out dead. You can go to an elementary school and come out dead even as a precious little beautiful angelic child. A wonderful teacher. You don't know where you will meet death today. So get saved tonight. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as he said. And he will save your soul. I will help you with calling on his name. With the sinner's prayer. Praying the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase. And mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Repeat after me, phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. If you mean business, don't pray it. If you don't mean business, if you're not sincere. God won't make you get saved, and I can't make you get saved. So let's pray. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner, and that I have done evil in your sight. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins. was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, I do believe in you and I do believe in your gospel. Please come into my heart and save my soul and change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit And help me to follow you in the newness of life. Help me to repent of all of my sins. And help me to turn from my evil ways. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for his sake. Amen. Now ladies and gentlemen, if you just believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior... And you pray that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart. I declare to you that based upon the word of God, the Holy Bible, you are now saved from hell and you are on your way to heaven. Dear friend, welcome to the family of God. Congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information, to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10, 9, I am the door. By me, of it, uh, by me if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you. Real good is my prayer.
Let's all stand for our closing prayer of the night. Make sure that you pray as a child of God without ceasing. Read and meditate on the word of God. Examine yourself and see whether or not you be in the faith, even though you may have been in church for 15, 20, 25, 30, 40, 50 years. Make sure that you're born again. Do not go to sleep until you do. You don't want to sleep, go to sleep and die and go to hell on a humbug. Make sure that you're saved. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time, let's have a word of prayer, our closing prayer. And Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow. Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you so much for what you have done here tonight and what you're doing. And Lord, we give you all of the glory, the praise, and the honor. And we pray that uh, as uh, these uh, messages go all around the world on demand, people that we will never meet, we pray that they would hear them and come to know your Savior. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. And for his sake, amen.